Today's advanced training, man, uh, I'm excited about it. Momentum, getting it and keeping it. So as this is uh, being recorded, maybe you're watching this later, of course, live, you know, it's April 7th, 2020, and, uh, and we're going through the COVID virus right now. We're going through the pandemic and everybody's being locked at home and on and on. And I'm having lots of conversations with lots of agents uh, and, um, and one of the themes that I'm picking up in my coaching conversations right now is I think a lot of people are sort of out there in the ocean amidst a tremendous storm and they don't have a rudder to their ship. They're just being tossed back and forth from wave to wave and they don't really know uh, how to process everything that's happening right now. They, they don't know how to process that the governor says you have to stay home, but the president says, listen to your governor. They don't know how to process that. Um, you know, people, it's funny, like people are criticizing uh, how our, our state and federal governments are handling this. And I'm like, when was the last time we had a global pandemic that somebody led us through? Who knows what the heck they're doing right now? And so as a world, we're sort of being tossed around, but in our world, uh, there's, uh, there's constant, and I'm guilty of it, I'm so guilty of this. I hear somebody having success on, on making sales over the phone, and so I, I watch a little quick video, and I put it out there for everybody to get. And, hey, there's a conference call, and I, boom, I put it out there for everybody to get. And, hey, this person's making live dials and booking appointments right now. You can listen in on that. Boom, and I'm doing that. And, and I feel like I'm contributing to the problem uh, of you creating momentum. But um, I'm, I'm here to say I got a rudder on my boat, and I'm going to sail through this storm, and I want to show you how I'm going to do it, and how I'm doing it, and how we've done it for the last 21 years. Uh, and for those who don't have a rudder, I hope today I'm able to give you one. Um, so this is a talk that I am notorious or infamous or famous, however you want to say it, uh, for doing. Uh, it's about the flywheel and doom loop, the, the book Good to Great. This is one of my top 10 books that influenced my life. Uh, it's written by Jim Collins. Uh, um, it's, it's a book, and this is a, I think this is an old screenshot here because it says 3 million copies sold. I think millions more than that have been sold. When I turned 40, my wife got me a, a book bought from him, you know, and she reached out to me, hey, my husband loves your book. And like I, it's, this book impacted me tremendously. And I, I'm not going to today, I'm not going to teach about all the things in the book, but uh, how I run my staff and uh, how, how we stay focused on what we're doing and um, really the, the living in hope versus fear. I mean, a lot of that I, I, I get from this book and the, and the revelations I got from Jim Collins. Um, Jim Collins is a statistics professor, was, I don't think he does that anymore, out at Stanford. He had a whole bunch of people doing research for him uh, that he was leading. And, and ultimately what he did was he was looking to find what made the good companies become great. And he had all different kinds of definitions of what that meant. And ultimately, what he came down to was 11 different companies that made the transition from good to great. Uh, one of those things, so then what he, so I should say, then what he started doing was he was looking at those traits that those 11 companies all had in common. Um, a lot of people feel like, and I've heard people say, I don't know that I'd be good at building the business side of this. I'm just not very charismatic. Well, it turns out that's not one of the common traits among the 11 companies. They did not all have charismatic leaders. What they had were leaders who could communicate. So if you can improve on anything, work on your communication skills, right? Uh, but charis charisma wasn't a key component to those companies going from good to great. It wasn't something they all had in common. Um, but 
one of the things he found uh, in, in going through looking at all these different 11 companies, one of the things, he, by the way, if you hadn't read the book yet and you're reading it for the first time, it gets into a lot of numbers and graphs. Just if you're not a numbers person and graph person, just know that all those numbers and graphs support what the words are saying. So you don't, don't have to dive into all the statistics and all that sort of stuff unless you like it. I got lost the first time I read the book. I had to read it a second time and I was like, I'm going to ignore that stuff. And that's when the book really impacted me. But he, come up, he came up with this concept called the hedgehog concept. And um, I'm going to say what he said in the book because I feel like I owe it to him, but I'm going to put it, then I'm going to change it and put it in our terms, okay? So the hedgehog concept is this. To go from good to great, great companies uh, require a deep understanding of three intersecting circles into a simple crystalline concept, the hedgehog concept. The first circle, what are you deeply passionate about? The second circle, what drives your economic engine? And the third circle, what you could be the best in the world at. So uh, I'm not going to dive into these three circles that, that strongly today, but what are, you, what are you deeply passionate about? Listen, in this day and age, i got to tell you, it's not changed because of what we're going through right now. I'm deeply passionate about my family. I'm deeply passionate about my family. Um, and I know when, uh, when I asked Heather's dad for her hand in marriage, he said, well, it's kind of up to her. So I never really got a yes from him. But uh, he did ask, what are you going to do for work? I don't know. <laughs> at that point in college, I didn't have a job lined up. And I was listening to my friend Andy, and we we're going to go build businesses together. And I didn't really have a job lined up. And my, what my father and my future father-in-law at the time, what he said to me then was, he said, "I know this. I know you'll do something. My wife, my, my daughter is not going to starve. She's going to have a roof over her head. You got, you're going you're to figure it out." Dag, I'm right. I'm passionate about her. I'm passionate about my kids. Here's something else I'm passionate about: you. I'm passionate about our agents. I'm passionate about helping you make money. Now, I can't make the sales for you, but as I'm learning how others are making sales, I can pass that information on to you and I can coach you through it, right? I can help you build the override side of this. I'm passionate about that. What are you passionate about? Are you passionate about going out and getting families covered right now? No, Fitz, I'm really not. Change your attitude, man, then. Get passionate, fired up about getting families covered. When you do that, the, 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 the details don't matter. The, the, the reality doesn't matter when you are singularly focused on your passion. Get that rudder on your ship. The rudder on your ship is what are you passionate about? Providing for your family by helping others. There you go. I never want to look at my kids and say, no, you can't have that because dad's unwilling to help other people. What kind of example is that as a father? So I'm just telling you, get passionate about that. What drives your economic engine? Making sales. <laughs> And then teaching other agents to do the same thing. That drives your economic engine. What can you be the best in the world at? Hey, you know what? Nobody knows what the heck they're doing right now. It's a perfect opportunity to be the best in the world at something. I think we should be the best in the world at, at meeting with our, our clients via phone or, or Zoom or whereby or uh, in person. I think we're, we, we should be the best in the world at uncovering what their needs are and figuring out how to, how to solve that problem. I think we need to be the best in the world at building a relationship with our clients and, and continuing to serve them long after that first sale is done. I, those are the things I think we could be the best in the world at. And I think we'd be the best in the world at teaching other people what we're doing. You don't have to be some sort of coaching genius to lead people in our business. You just have to teach them what you're doing that's working. Well, there's a catch. You have to do it, right? So you can teach them what you're doing. But that's really all you have to do. You don't have to teach everything else that's out there. So this all comes back to the hedgehog concept. The, the hedgehog concept in, in, in Good to Great, he says this is where these three circles overlap. And this is where these, all these major companies that went from good to great, this is where they figured out, okay, we're going to focus on this. Well, I'm going to put it in different terms for us. I want you to focus on what you're supposed to be doing. 
right? I mean, right now we have about four conference calls a day. We don't get paid to attend conference calls. I realize I'm saying this as many of you are watching me <laughs> on, a, on a conference call, but it, it, we're not getting paid for that. We're getting paid to sit down and get to work. Uh, we're not getting paid to watch this person's video or that person's video and continuing to change our strategy, being tossed around by the waves. Know what you're doing and go. That's the hedgehog concept. Do this. I don't, I get hit up about once a week for somebody coming to me saying, hey, do you want to join my multi-level? They don't say it in terms like that. Nobody ever says that. Or you ever uh, keep your eyes open for diversifying your income? No, I don't keep my eyes open for diversifying my income. What I got works. We're an essential business. People need us. People are buying it. I'm not going to be distracted by your thing that's gone tomorrow as soon as somebody comes up with a better widget. I'm focused on what I'm doing. I've been asked several times over the last couple of weeks. So if you're one of those that asked, I'm not outing you, but they asked me, do you, do you ever feel like you start and stop? No, I don't feel like I start and stop. I've got a machine running and I keep running the machine. That's my hedgehog concept. Does that make sense? I mean, one of the toughest things in building a business is figuring out your systems and your processes, how you do it. And if you're working together as a family, a husband and wife, how, what roles each of you has. That's one of the toughest parts of the business, and I, I can help walk you through that, but you have to decide those systems and processes. But once you get those things figured out, do it. Does that make sense? Like, once you've got the machine built, why would you turn it on and off? I mean, it's like, I, it drives me crazy when we're in a car or something, the kids are rolling down the window and rolling it back up and rolling down the window. I'll lock it in a heartbeat so they can't keep doing that because they're going to wear it out. They're going to wear out the motor that controls that window. I'm like, oh, you're killing me. Or I'm looking at light switches on the wall. If you just did like this on a light switch all day, the lights aren't going to stay on and you're going to wear that sucker out. So once you figure out what you're supposed to be doing, do it with everything you got and quit listening to a thousand different voices. So Here's where it plays out in the momentum. This is a flywheel. Um, if you open up the hood of your engine of your car and you look down, uh, you, you'll see these round things in there. Those are flywheels. They're not as big as this. This used to run a steel mill in Pittsburgh, according to Google, where I found the picture. Uh, and you can see this gentleman over here on the side. He's, let's say he's anywhere from 5'9 to 6'2" somewhere around that. So you get a, a sense of how big this, I mean, look at that wrench he's got right there. Like you get a sense of how this is, but uh, the, the flywheel is, is really a, a, a phenomenal picture of physics. Uh, maybe you didn't like physics in, in, uh, in school, but I know this, when I'm at the top of a hill on a bicycle, may, maybe a sore subject for Heather right now, but if I'm at the top of the hill on a bicycle and I, I lit off the brake and start rolling down the hill, I'm going to pick up speed. That's, we're, that's momentum. That's exactly what that is from a physics standpoint. Mass times velocity equals momentum. And so mass, and I'm, I'm going to not go physics here, so if you're a physics guru, uh, I'm, I'm doing layman here, but mass is the weight. Velocity is the speed. Momentum is that which those two things propel you forward. And so you do this until you have momentum, and then you don't let off the gas. Once you have momentum, the worst thing you can do is stop. Once you have momentum, I take that back. The worst thing you can do is get on the other side of the wheel and start pushing the other way. <laughs> so I don't know that this guy could push that wheel by himself. People ask me all the time, Fitz, uh, what, what was the one thing you did to build the business you got? I go, oh, it wasn't one thing. It was a thousand things. They would take a thousand men to push that wheel. 
I say men, that's the uh, species. I'm not, not going gender specific here. But it would take a thousand humans to push that wheel and get it moving. Which was more important, the first human or the thousandth? They were equally important because if that thousandth one hadn't been there, if they were missing one, that wheel wasn't going to turn. But a phenomenal thing happens when you start getting that wheel to turn, it starts, the, 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 how much it weighs and the speed it has starts picking up momentum, starts creating momentum. Well, momentum's an interesting thing. It can be good or bad. Momentum is neutral, just like money, just like alcohol. They're all neutral things. It's how they're used that really makes it one way or the other. And so, in good to great, Jim Collins talks about the flywheel effect. This is positive momentum. I, I, in, this, in these unprecedented times, and if you're, if you're playing the drinking game, that's where you take a drink. Um, in these unprecedented times, that's two. This is more important than ever. Momentum. When I was thinking about what to teach today, I thought, I got to talk about momentum. Because what we're doing, well, I'll get into it, okay? So the flywheel. Take, take steps forward consistent with your hedgehog concept. Take steps forward consistent with what you're supposed to be doing. So I'm supposed to be providing for my family, right? We talked about that this morning already. I'm supposed to be t- uh, so, so, you know, providing for my family. So what's a, a step consistent with that? Getting on the phone and making a dial. You know, when, it, when they shut down Dallas County, when the Dallas County judge said Dallas County is, is uh, shut down, I need a shelter in place is what they call it. These are all new terms I'm learning for the first time. Maybe they've always been. Uh, but he's, and, 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 and here's the list of essential businesses. I sent a message to the staff. I said, as long as I'm not breaking the law, I'm coming to the office. You know why? Because coming to the office is a step forward, consistent with what I'm supposed to be doing. When I stay at home and now we got the kids there, oh, my gosh, like I, it's really hard to focus I, I, can't, I can't work. I can't. I mean, I, I'm glad we're an essential business and I get to come to the office because every day I get to focus on the things I'm supposed to be doing. Not sitting around going, oh, let me help you get your Zoom going. Oh, let me change that light bulb. Oh, the trash needs to be taken out. Oh, there's poop in the backyard for the dog. Like, I need to clean that up. Rather than focusing on all the things that need to be done at home, I'm here focused on what I'm supposed to be doing, taking steps forward. Today, for you, that may mean you're picking up the phone and making dials. That's a step forward consistent with what you're supposed to be doing well that leads to accumulation of visible results accumulation of visible results just that simple um you uh you you make you you make a phone call and and you do a tick mark check i made one make another phone call two make another phone call three you get to five and you cross it now you got a haystack they call it one two three four five makes it easier to count this is an accumulation of visible results we're in a world now where it used to be, I'm going to make calls on Tuesday to book my appointments for Wednesday, Thursday. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> Just like that. That doesn't happen anymore. You get up on Tuesday morning, you go, I'm going to write five apps today. And I'm going to make phone calls until I get my five apps. And then I'm going to focus on recruiting. And then I'm going to get up tomorrow and make phone calls until I get my five apps. And then I'm going to focus on recruiting. And I'm going to get up on Thursday and make my five, right? Like those are steps forward consistent with the hedgehog concept, and that's how you get an accumulation of visible results. It starts off as tick marks. It ends up as deposits. <laughs> that leads to people getting lined up and energized by the results. Consistently, people come to me and say, how can I get my wife to, to, to work with me? How can I get my husband to, to do that? Well, I, 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 can know, I, I got some ideas on how wives can motivate their husbands, if you're asking. But I don't know how to make your wife your secretary. Uh, 20, 21 years we've been married. The one time I referred to her as my assistant, I got an earful. Like, I, that just, I don't know how to do that. Now, how did I get Heather to quit her job and come help build this together? I didn't. 
I took steps forward consistent with what I was supposed to be doing. I made phone calls. I booked appointments. I went to go see them. I wrote the apps. The insurance companies issued it. I got paid deposits. That all accumulated into a trip to Hawaii. All expense paid once in a lifetime. We've been to Hawaii five, six times now. That was the first time. And then on the second trip that we got to go to Bermuda, stay at the Southampton Princess. It was a, it's the, that's the place to stay when you go to Bermuda. But man, it's, Bermuda, never been there. Been there twice now. Like, so we go and we stay. And, and that's when she said, on the second awards trip. So guys, if you want your wife to be supportive, if you want your wife to, to back you, if you want your wife to finally agree this isn't some, another one of your harebrained ideas, if you want that, go out there and freaking work and see success. The flywheel proves out that she's going to get excited about that. <laughs> I mean, talk about excitement. Tell your wife you're out of debt. Ooh, there's excitement there, fellas. It's a whole new world to, available to you. I'm just telling you. But you got to take steps forward consistent with what you're supposed to be doing. And, and the results start accumulating. People get energized. Flywheel builds momentum. You keep going around. That's positive momentum. You keep at it. You keep at it. You keep at it. You keep at it. That's positive momentum. That's how you get it. First step, take steps forward. Do what you're supposed to do. And then the results start accumulating. Okay? Moving on, though. The doom loop effect. There is a negative momentum. You can actually go backwards. <laughs> you can actually go backwards. It starts with getting disappointing results. April 7th. 2020, disappointing result alert. Fitz, I, I, I called on the phone, and they didn't want to meet with me because they're scared of the COVID-19, and they didn't want to talk to me over the phone, and I couldn't get the Zoom meeting going, and I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm not making fun of you. I just described most of us, <laughs> right? I just described our current situation, not making fun of anybody. That's the world we're in right now. Disappointing results are abounding. They're everywhere. I get disappointing results every day, even when there's no pandemic going on. Maybe not everybody gets disappointing results every day. I tend to fail more than others. So you get disappointing results. That's the beginning of the doom loop if you don't react well to it. Because what happens is you start reacting without understanding. I heard my friend Belle Krause say on Sunday night on our team call, we had her as a guest. She was awesome. And I heard the Ollivans had her on, the, on their team call last night. Uh, I don't want you guys to make a rush on Belle Krause right now. But what she said, like she, she posted on the, uh, the, the Alliance um, communication channel on Band. She posted that, here's my production, and then in Seattle we got shut down. And this is what those two weeks looked like. And then here's this week, 15 apps, 15,000 in production. And it was like she did 15,000, and then 3,000, 3,000, and then 15,000. I'm generalizing her numbers, but that's, that's kind of what it looked like. It was a definite, I'm up here, I dropped down, I came back up. She started getting disappointing results. She told us the secret of how she got through it. She said, I would, I would, I would work, I would, made the phone call, and I'm working through trying to get the app, and when they hung up and there was no app, I wrote down where it stopped, and I made my next phone call. And, and where I wrote down where that stopped, and I made my next phone call. And then, and then I looked at the trends of what was happening, and I said, well, here's how I'm going to overcome that now. And so then I, I would use that on my next phone call. And on the next phone call, I got past that step. And now, now maybe they, they dropped off at the n another step. And I would write down that. And, and then later that night, I'd look at it and assess what happened. How can I respond to this? How can I overcome that? And then, boom, just like that, 
I think she submitted 48 applications in March for 42000 in premium. That was like between the first and the last week of the month is when she did that. Because the two weeks in the middle, she was figuring it out. Reacting with understanding. With understanding is how you stay out of this doom loop. This is how you give yourself a rudder. We're hearing so much information, and it's, it's coming from a pure place. With the Alliance, we have a, a power uh, in that we are not alone, that we are all fighting together, and when people find out something, we're, we're passing it on to others. Hey, this worked. We do that inside the Fitz Group, too. It's an amazing culture. Unfortunately, some people get tossed around by the waves. They were doing something that was working, and they hear something on a phone call or a conference call or a podcast, and they go, ooh, I need to try that. 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 And their rudder is destroyed and their ship is getting tossed in the seas. And if you're not careful, you're going to get lost at sea. Get your rudder. Do what you're supposed to be doing. And when the, when the storms come, when the seas hit, you're sailing right through it. Quit reacting without understanding. So many of us are doing that right now. Because when you react without understanding... That leads to getting a new direction, a new program, leader, event, fad, or acquisition. I mean, that's uh, if you watch college sports, they're going to fire a coach in a heartbeat. Professional sports, they fire a coach in a heartbeat because they're reacting without understanding. I mean, I'm glad that they didn't have NCAA March Madness this year because Carolina did, would not have made the tournament. <laughs> and, and, and trust me, they're all talking about firing the Hall of Fame coach, the fourth winningest coach in NCAA history. They're talking about firing him because it was a bad season. That's reacting without understanding. And so you go with a new direction. You know what, Fitz, my sales weren't great this week, but I heard a phone call, and they said use this script. And you, know, you know, Fitz, I, 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 Zoom, I couldn't get people to use Zoom, so I just switched up to whereby.com. You know what, whereby didn't work, so I was just using the phone. I just keep hearing this, and you're reacting without understanding. Now, once you get the understanding, once you, once you understand what works and what doesn't, stay on it. Quit getting tossed around. Because then, of course, that leads to no buildup, no accumulated momentum, and it comes back around for more disappointing results. Now you're in the doom loop. You're in the downward spiral, and your momentum is going to keep going down until you die. The way you break out of that is with the disappointing results that in life everybody gets. Everybody gets disappointing results. That's not, that's not because of the pandemic. That's because of we're alive it's because you're trying something maybe you've never tried before you're trying to learn how to ride a bike you fall down it happens you get disappointing results you got to react with understanding that's how you pull yourself out of that negative momentum and some of you guys right now you got get crazy good positive momentum i want to encourage you keep that rudder down in the water and keep sailing through the storm you're on it don't back off but for those who are continually being tossed by the waves stop it <laughs> stop React with understanding. Sometimes that means you've got to talk to somebody else to get some understanding. It's not just going to come on your own understanding. You've got to ask somebody else what's happening and then move forward. Move forward. You, you, we are in unprecedented times right now. We are figuring out new ways to make sales. So there's a little bit of trial and error that has to happen right now. But, but you can't just try it once. and Well, I didn't work that one time. And then give up on it. You've you, you got to give it, give it a week. I mean, give it a week. Hey, can you make $200 a day and then at the end of the week look at the trends and see what happened then? Because that would be more reacting with understanding. 
oftentimes an agent will come to me and say, Fitz, I'm just not making sales right now. Well, let's look at your numbers. Well, what do numbers have to do with it? Everything. Because your emotions are lying to you. That's what's happening in our country right now with this pandemic. Emotions are lying to people. Numbers aren't. Numbers are always accurate. Numbers are always one plus one equals two. and never equals anything else but that. It's always the case. If your accountant tells you anything different, find a new account, by the way. You're going to get arrested. React with understanding. Hope that helps. This lesson for me, for me, has been one of these, it became one of these life themes for me. It became one of these life mantras where I'm, if you hear me talk for two seconds, if we're coaching, I, I'm going to say something about flywheel and doom loop. I'll say something about it in most every conversation I have because it is so ingrained in me now. And I'm not saying that I don't mess up and react without understanding from time to time. Of course I do, especially as a parent, man. I screw that up all the time. I see my kid do something, and without understanding, I respond, and then later I realize the truth, and I go, oh, God, I failed again. But then, but then I react again with, with understanding. I get back out of that doom loop. Guys, I, I just encourage you, fight through it. Fight through it. Make this thing become in the forefront of your mind and ask yourself in this moment, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And I'm, am, am I reacting with understanding to what's happening around me? Hope that helps. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact, and send us a message. See you next week.